Amanda, remember that time tennis was for the girls and the gays? Welcome to Remember That Time, an historical podcast. I'm your host, Amanda Webb. And I'm your host, Anna Webb, and this is a podcast where two sisters totally geek out about all their favorite moments in history. And it's another Pride episode. It's still Pride. It's still Pride. Woo, 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 woo. <laughs> is that your Pride cheer? Uh-huh. <laughs> okay, great. I love it. Um, well, before Very enthusiastic, clearly. <laughs> before we get into this one, would you like a drink update? Of course. I'm having a little a white wine spritzer thingy. Oh, that is my favorite of those. I love good. those. I love those little wine spritzers. It's Moscato, I think. I don't know. It's, it's like peach it's and wine. pear. It's like apple and pear or something like it's that. Good. It's nice. It is good. It's refreshing. I'm I'm drinking water. Nice. Classic. I just went grocery shopping and I'm dehydrated. So <laughs> it's quite drinking water. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Truly. All right. Well, let's just. Do you want to just get right into it? Yeah, I'm ready to go. Let's All do right. it. All right. Today we are learning about the queen, Miss Billie Jean King. Nice. Um, I'm a sports fan. Y'all know this about me. Indeed. Um, and many of my... You have not done very many sports episodes no, on I this podcast, really. have you? No. And there's a lot of potential for that yeah, as a topic. I should get more into that. Yeah, um, but many of my sports heroes would not have had the opportunities that they have had if not for Billie Jean King. So yeah. we're gonna learn about her today. Let's do it. Okay, so she is born Billie Jean Moffat, um, in Long Beach, California, to Betty and Bill Moffat. Uh, Betty is a housewife, and Bill is a firefighter. Okay. Um, the family is like conservative Methodist. Okay. Um, and they're also like very athletic. Her mom is a swimmer and her father plays basketball and baseball and runs track. And he actually like had a a professional NBA tryout for basketball, but wow. He became a firefighter instead. So this is your average white <laughs> middle class American family. I guess. With is really what we're looking at here. Talent. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and her brother, Randy Moffitt, actually um was a major league baseball pitcher. He pitched Whoa. for 12 years in the majors uh, for the San Francisco Giants, the Houston Astros, and the Toronto Blue Jays, which nice. I didn't know because yeah. he's not the more famous of the professional athletes in this family. <laughs> which is really saying something because yeah. <laughs> he had a lot of opportunity to be quite famous there with that career. And in a, a much bigger sport in yeah. the country, really. Yeah, absolutely. So when she is younger, Billie Jean uh, plays baseball and softball. Um, at age 10, she plays shortstop on a team with girls that are like four to five years older than her. Um, and the team goes on to win the Long Beach Softball Championship. So she's like a very impressive mm-hmm. athlete from a young age. Um, yes. And in softball, the straightest sport. <laughs> <laughs> really yeah. setting some things up here. Uh-huh. Softball uh, and tennis? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Who could have seen All this right. coming? We get it. <laughs> yeah. um, well, at age 11, she switches from softball to tennis because her parents are encouraging her to do more of a quote-unquote ladylike sport. Because it That's was so very like 
upper class, you know, yes. ladies play tennis. Fancy you know? ladies play tennis. <laughs> right, right. Um, she... Even though it's like requires so much raw strength. <laughs> yes. You have to like really, you have to be very strong to play tennis. Yes, you have to have a lot of stamina. Yeah. Um, she saves $8 of her own money to buy her first racket. And in, <laughs> in 2022, like money, that is $88.54. Isn't that wild? That's so dumb. When was she born? She was born. Oh, <laughs> you don't have the year the here. I just now realized in my notes. <laughs> Sorry about that. I just um, now she... realized <laughs> that there is no birth date I here. Know. I don't know why I didn't draw it. She was born in 1943. I'm sorry about that. Okay. I was trying to contextualize what year it was that yeah. $8 is now $88, but <laughs> I don't know why I didn't draw the date down. That's um, so funny. Losing it, I guess. Um, okay, so anyway, she goes with one of her friends from school to her first tennis lesson at one of the um, free public courts that they have in Long Beach. And um, there is a pro, Clyde Walker, who is giving um, free lessons. Um, cool. He works for the city of Long Beach and he gives free lessons at these public that's courts. That's very cool. So that's where she gets her first lessons. Um, she plays in uh, early tournaments as a kid, and she has a very aggressive playing style, and that kind of hinders her early on because she's, like, too aggressive with the with the ball. I can also see that, like, carrying over from softball. Yeah. It, that, yes. like... Intensity. Yes. Yes. And she is always, like, throughout her professional career later on, she is known to be very intense. Uh-huh. Um, but... As a kid, it kind of hindered her because she wasn't playing the same style, kind of, as the other people her age, right? Mm-hmm. Um, she Okay, so this was interesting. So when she is young and playing tennis, she is left out of a group picture um, at one of the tournaments that she's playing in because she is wearing tennis shorts sewn by her mother instead of a white tennis dress. And they won't let and her they be in the picture. Uh. So if you can see where this is going for Billie uh. Jean's life and career. <laughs> Unbelievable. Yeah. Um, in Long Beach, her family attends the Church of the Brethren. And the minister there is actually a former athlete and two-time Olympic <laughs> pole vaulting champion, Bob Richards. Which is so interesting. And like, What a career how, on that man. Oh, my God. Um, but when she, when Billie Jean is about 13 or 14, this guy asks her, like, what are you, what are you going to do with your life? And she says, quote, Reverend, I'm going to be the best tennis player in the world. Good for her. Um, so she attends high school at Long Beach Polytechnic High School. She graduates from there in 1961. Um, and from there, she goes to Los Angeles State College, which is now California State University in Los, a- Los Angeles, so it's a different name now. But when she was there, she majors in history. Um, Love that. But she doesn't end up graduating from college. She leaves in 1964 to focus on her tennis career. I don't know why the sentence, leave school to focus on tennis, is really funny to me, <laughs> but it is. <laughs> to focus on oh, why? Oh, you dropped out? Why did you drop out? To focus on tennis. I'm just really into tennis, so. <laughs> I, right now, I'm just very into tennis, so <laughs> I need to focus on my tennis. 
professional athletes do this all the time where yes. they leave schooling to begin their career or like finish schooling in yeah. an untraditional way but the sentence was very funny <laughs> to me um so but while she is still at school um she meets Larry King not the TV one I was going to say Larry King <laughs> not that one love um, that fool and she meets him in a library um at school in 1963 um they get engaged when Billy is 20 and Larry is 19 everybody everyone She's older and only by a year. And they're both What's happening? Oh, how refreshing. Yeah, there's a lot that's actually pretty refreshing about their marriage. And we're going to talk about that later when we talk about her being, you know, queer. Um, we'll get back to it. Um, but how refreshing. Oh, yeah. I love that. They get married on September 17th, 1965 um, in Long Beach, California. Um, and she really credits Larry with introducing her to feminism. Um, and really pushing her to pursue her tennis career. He was very supportive of her. I love that for a lot of reasons, especially because clearly from her youth, she was a tiny fem- feminist her whole life. She probably just didn't have the language to understand that that's yeah. what she was doing. Um, also, I'm sure she had like religious stuff to get through yeah. in terms of yeah. being a little more feminist. But it's just funny. It's like she was wearing shorts when everyone else was wearing skirts. But like, she girl, did you, that because her been. mom made them for She didn't think yeah. anything of it, you know? Right, right. So um, she starts competing around 1959. Um, she's coached by Frank Brennan and Alice Marble. Alice Marble is a, a pro player who actually had won 18 Grand Slam titles uh, herself. And that's very By impressive. the way, tennis... Kind of a boring sport. Grand Slam, an excellent title for a championship. <laughs> I don't think tennis is boring. I think you. Just I don't have think to it's boring. Rules. I don't think it's the most most enjoyable to watch on television. I will say no, that. No, it's much better in person. That yeah. is absolutely but true. Grand Slam is a hard title for yeah. a hard sport. <laughs> yeah. Um. So Billie Jean makes her Grand Slam debut at the 1959 U.S. Championships. She's 15. Um, she loses in the first round. Um, hey, but making it at 15 is... Is wow. very impressive, yes. Yeah. She starts playing in more local and regional tournaments, um, bigger international tennis championships, and Sports Illustrated starts calling her, quote, one of the most promising youngsters on the West Coast. So she starts getting attention pretty early in her mm-hmm. career. Um, she wins her first tournament in 1960 at the Philadelphia and District Grass Course Championships. Sorry, Grass Court Championships. What a title. Yeah, it's a mouthful. It's, hey, it's no Grand Slam. <laughs> um, also in 1960, she reaches the final of the National Girls 18 and Under Championships. Um, she does lose in that final, but that's a pretty impressive uh, mm-hmm. run. Um, her national tennis rankings Im- improve within the course of a year. So between 1959 and 1960, she goes from number 19 nationally ranked to number four. Wow. So that's how successful she is in all of these kind of smaller tournaments. And how quickly, too. Yes. Yeah. Um, she starts to get more international recognition around 1961 um, when... 
Um, some groups come together, the Long Beach Tennis Patrons, the Century Club, and Harold Giver, I think is how you say his name. They all come together and they raise $2,000 to send her to Wimbledon. Oh, wow. And while she's there, she actually plays doubles with her partner, Karen Hansi. I think that's how you say her name. I, I know how to say it, but I always get it wrong. Um, Isn't that who she, who she lost to in that championship? Um. Yes, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um in the under 18 one, yes. Right. Um but they play together and they play doubles at Wimbledon and they win. Um wow. and this is her first attempt at women's doubles at Wimbledon That's and they win. Wild. Um at the time Billie Jean is 17 and Karen is 18 and this makes them the youngest team to win the Wimbledon doubles title. Wow. Male or female, they were the youngest. That's wild. Yeah. Um, in 1962, she competes at the singles tournament in Wimbledon, and she beats Margaret Court, who was ranked number one in the world. She, she and Court are kind of, like, long-term career, like, rivals. Um, I don't know about, like, their personal relationship, but they played each other a lot, and they were always kind of vying for that top spot. But she beats her, Uh um, in the singles tournament in 1962, um... And this is the first time in Wimbledon history that the women's top seed had ever lost her first match. So that was a pretty big deal. That's why. So like we had kind of mentioned while we were talking about her education, she decides to play full time starting in 1964. Um, And the businessman Robert Mitchell offers to pay her way to Australia so she can train there under the coach uh, Mervyn Rose, who was like a pretty famous coach, and she stays in Australia for a few months and plays around in different tournaments there. You said Mervyn Rose, and my brain went, "Hi, I'm Mervyn Rose." <laughs> dad, our, I'm at our parents' house, and our dad did like the worst Moira Rose impression last night. Yeah, he's um, not very good at it. <laughs> that's what he said. He was like, "I can't do Moira Rose." I I can hear it. I can hear his Moira in my head. It, and he cannot do it. It goes Scottish for some reason. <laughs> I don't. Which I do understand the instinct to I just guess. make it a nondescript accent. Because <laughs> that is what it is. Yeah. That's really funny. Okay, so in 1966, Billie Jean wins her first major singles championship at Wimbledon. Um, she then follows that up with repeat wins in 67 and 68. Um, she also uh, wins her first U.S. Open singles championship in 67. And in 68, she wins the Australian Open wow. um, singles title. So she's winning a lot at this <clears throat> point. That's wild. Um Back to 1966, so this is when she achieves her goal um, of becoming the number one ranked player in women's tennis in the world. She holds that number one ranking for five additional years. So up through 1974, she is ranked number one, which is impressive. It's hard to hold on to. Um, between the years of 1961 and 1979, she wins a record 20 Wimbledon titles. Wow. 13 U.S. titles, which includes four singles, uh, four French titles, two Australian titles, um, and that gives her a total of 39 Grand Slam titles. Wow. Yeah. Um. In 1972, she wins the U.S. Open, French Open, and Wimbledon to claim the three Grand Slam titles in a single year. 
Wow. Yeah. And we're skipping over like a lot of her career because you can go through and read like year by year all of her titles, but there is just too many. Yeah. Um, she's winning too many, too many prizes, she's too many winning. prizes to list. Yes. Yeah. Um, so it's around 1968 that Billie Jean kind of figures out that she's attracted to women. Um, mm. Now keep in mind, she's still married to a man. Right. Um, but in 1971, she starts ha- to have an affair with her secretary, Marilyn Barnett. Now, this is a lot of drama, okay? Oh, boy. Get ready for it. So, Marilyn Barnett has been living rent-free in their house, her and Larry's house. Um, and... In 1979, I don't really know what all happened in between, like, what their relationship was really like. And there are a lot of reasons for that. But, you know, by 1979, they have decided, like, Larry and Billie Jean ask Marilyn to move out of their house. Okay. And she doesn't want to. She refuses to leave. And she threatens to leak, like, records and receipts of her relationship with Billie Jean, like Ugh. letters between them, credit card receipts, bills that Billie Jean had been paying Ew. for her. Yeah. So it's not great. And then Marilyn decides that she is going to um, attempt to end her own life by jumping off of the balcony of that their house. Oh, my God. And she does jump but she survives but it turns her into a paraplegic Uh because the fall is so bad and she decides she's going to sue billy jean and larry um so in may of 1981 she files a lawsuit for half of their income and the house because by the way she's still living in their house that she has no right to right oh my god so because of all of this, Billie Jean kind of has to come out and say, like, yes, we were in a relationship. So this is how she came out to the public. Oh, that sucks. It's awful, right? That sucks. Um, But it does make her the first, like, prominent female pro athlete to come out. But we mm-hmm. call it coming out, but is it? Like, she was outed, right? Outed, yeah. It's terrible. It um, is terrible. Oh, my God. Yeah. Um, in December of 1981, a court order does stay, say that Marilyn has to move out of the house because all of her threats to, like, leak all this correspondence, they the court decided that is extortion, so you Yeah, lose. why would she fa- – okay, so she – I just need to talk about her um, thought process here. Oh, I so know. So you decided to jump off the balcony mm-hmm. of your own accord, mm-hmm. presumably with no one else there, right? Yeah, I don't know the details. But you decided to jump off of the balcony and then you decided to sue them because you jumped off of their balcony and you thought that you would get money out of that and not that the court would then find out all of this garbage that you've done. Right. right. Why did we think this was going to work out? I don't know, man. I don't know. She was make it make sense. She was a lot. Marilyn was a lot. Yeah. (laughs) Um, so she loses her case. Obviously it's thrown out in November of 1982. And I just found this interesting. Um, in March of 1983, um, the house that was being contested is destroyed during a series of freak storms in Southern California. Whoa, so even if she had won the house, it would have been completely destroyed within months. Can you imagine? Isn't that wild? Can you imagine her winning that case and being like, ah, oh, finally. 
I know, right? <laughs> and then it's just getting wiped out. Oh, Wild. well. So that was, and we'll touch on some other things about how it affected Billy here in a minute. But that was how it came to be known that Billy Jean King was not straight. Mm-hmm. Which is kind of a bummer. Um, yeah. Not that she's not straight, just the way it happened. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, also in 1971, her husband um, lets it out that Billie Jean had had an abortion. So there's an Ooh. article in Ms. Magazine published about it, but Billie Jesus. Jean King did not give that information out. Ugh. That is my biggest qualm with Larry, okay? Uh-huh. Otherwise, Larry seems to be pretty decent, but that was some, that was not cool. Um, um, so anyway... Also, kind of off of her playing career, she really campaigns hard for equal prize money in the women's and men's tournaments. Of course. Um, And in 1970, she joins the Virginia Slims Tour for women. And in 1971, she becomes the first uh, female athlete to win over $100,000 in prize money. Wow. However, when she wins the U.S. Open in 1972, she still receives $15,000 less than the men's champion. Oh, my gosh. That's wild. That is wild. Um, in 1972, she becomes the first woman to be chosen Sports Illustrated uh, Sports Person of the Year. Wow. Yeah. Um, in 1973, she kind of decides to leverage her position as a very successful female athlete to form the women's tennis association, which is the first like women's players union. Wow. Um, and she becomes its first president. She lobbies again for equal prize money for the men and women at the U S open. Um, and they find a sponsor to like supplement the, the money so that they, they get the same pay. Wow. So the U.S. Open that year becomes the first major tournament to offer equal prize money to both um, genders. Wow. Yeah. Now, here's the big one. On September 20th, 1973, her campaign for equal pay is getting a lot of traction. Um, so the men's players are starting to get a little bit salty, um, namely Bobby Riggs. Why? (laughs) It's not going to affect you guys at all. Well, get this, Amanda, the guy who gets super salty about it. He was big, like back in the fifties, right? Like he's older now. He Uh is like, but he's making all these statements. He calls himself a self-proclaimed chauvinist and Billy Riggs is like, He's like, uh, the women's game could never, like, it could never be on the same level. So, Billie Jean decides to play him. Now, now he had played um, women in the past. He played Margaret Court, who we talked about earlier, and he did beat her. Um, and Billie had offered to, he had challenged Billie Jean, uh, um, Bob, I'm sorry, Bobby had challenged um, Billie Jean before, and she had said no, but now she was like, Okay, I've had it. Okay, we need to cool it over here, guy. <laughs> right. So, like I said, September 20th, 1973, they play what is known as the Battle of the Sexes. This is very famous. It's very you know, famous, yeah. If you know Billie Jean King, you know the Battle of the Sexes, right? If you really know, like, any, like, lore of tennis yeah, <laughs> at well, all, yeah. like, yeah. Um, it has a worldwide audience of over 90 million people. 
Um, and it obviously becomes one of the most watched televised sporting events of all time. They play it at the Houston Astrodome. And she beats him in three sets. 6-4, 6-3, and 6-3. It's hilarious. Not only does she beat him, she beats him handily. Yes. Yes. In each of those matches. Th- those are... That's a pretty wide gap in tennis. Yes. <laughs> for her to beat him by each time. Yeah. And this victory, um, along with the passage of Title IX, which is kind of around the same mm-hmm. time, is really credited with um, getting a lot more women in sports. Um, and just empowering all of them to advocate for equal pay. Um, we had, um, when I taught elementary school, we had these little, you know, level, leveled readers where we test the kids' reading levels and they have different topics and the kids get to pick. And one of the higher level ones, so I didn't hear it read that often, was about Title IX. And I remember it talking mm-hmm. about this and yeah. um, Billie Jean King in that little thing when kids would read it to me. Right. Um, in 1974, she becomes the only woman in history to win U.S. singles titles on all four surfaces on which the tournament has been played. So that's grass, carpet, clay, and hard court. And she has that's won on all of them. Very specific accomplishment. But it's so interesting. Every, I think every sport has one thing like this. Yeah. <laughs> where it's so specific to the sport where you think, I would never imagine that being an accomplishment someone would need to achieve. Yeah. But that's awesome that she did it. It's really interesting. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Also in 1974, uh, she and her husband, along with Jim Jorgensen, they founded um, Women's Sports Magazine, and they start the Women's Sports Foundation. Um, In the same year, they... Um, her husband, someone, uh, Dennis Murphy and Frank Barman, um, along with Jordan Kaiser, they form a mixed gender professional league called World Team Tennis. Um, mm. She eventually becomes the commissioner in 1982, and then um, she also becomes an owner in 1984. Um, but the formation of this league makes her the first woman to coach a co-ed team in professional sports. Um and just and all professionals but wow and the team is the philadelphia freedoms that's that is a a great wildly nondescript (laughs) title for a team well it's like the the washington capital you know what i mean like i guess it's i love it i I love it well and elton john writes a song called philadelphia freedom for Billie Jean to congratulate her on co-founding this league and um, and coaching this particular tennis team. That's iconic. So that's what the song is about, if you've heard it. I love that. Um, so throughout all of the lawsuit stuff that was happening, Billie Jean and Larry remain married. Um, but their marriage ends in 1987 um, because Billie Jean falls in love with her doubles partner, Alana Kloss. Um, I love that. Yes. Um, but Billie Jean and Larry stay close, and she's actually the godmother of Larry's son from his next marriage. So they stay I friends. feel like the fact that they stayed married through all of that tells you that they were very good friends regardless. Yes. You yeah. know, like, it, that they would have remained friends anyway. And I think he clearly knew about her relationship with Marilyn. Um, I mean, I don't know how much or for how long, but I don't think that he... I think he was just supportive of her, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Um, she's elected to the International Tennis Hall of Fame in 1987, um, and then later becomes the first woman to have a major sports venue named in her honor. That's wild. Um, the USTA National Tennis Center in Flushing, New York, which is home of the U.S. Open Grand Slam tournament, um, it's rededicated as the USTA Billie Jean King National Tennis Center, and that was on August 20th, 2006. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, she plays doubles kind of sporadically from 1984 through 1990, um, and then she retires from competitive play in doubles in March of 1990. Um, she had to kind of prolong her career because of the lawsuit, because she needed – it was like wiping out her money. She needed to be able to pay her lawyers. Wow. So she kind of had to play for longer than I think she planned, mm-hmm. you know? Um, in 1992, uh, with her good friend Elton John, they found the World Team Tennis Smash Hits, which is an annual all-star charity tennis match. And over the years, it has raised more than $14 million for the Elton John AIDS Foundation. That's awesome. She becomes the captain of the United States Fed Cup team and the coach of its women's Olympic tennis squad. Um, mm. she leads them to a championship in 1996, and then she helps, um, Lindsay Davenport, Gigi Fernandez, and Mary Jo Fernandez, um, capture Olympic gold medals when they compete at wow. the Olympics. In 2008, she writes a book called Pressure is a Privilege, Lessons I've Learned from Life and the Battle of the Sexes, um, to commemorate the 35th anniversary of the match against Bobby Riggs. Pressure is a Privilege is an excellent book title. Yeah, that's good, right? It's really good. Um, on August 12th, 2009, she's awarded the Presidential Medal of Freedom, um, which is, of course, if you're not from the U.S., that's the U.S.'s highest civilian honor. Um, and she's given that by Barack Obama when he's president um, for her adv- advocacy work on behalf of women and the LGBTQ community. Barack Obama gave out a lot of um, really well-chosen Medals of Freedom. He did, yes. He gave Katherine Johnson her mm-hmm. Medal of Freedom. That's right. He kind of went mm-hmm. on a spree toward the end of his presidency. He was like, I'm going to get them all in. <laughs> he said, you know what? While I'm here, you get one. And yeah. you get one. <laughs> exactly. And he said, who who, who in history who has not been re- recognized? Oh, yeah. Who who do I need to? You? Yes. Great. Yeah. He's like, <laughs> he found a bunch of unrecognized like, people and went, everybody and, gets one. He said, women and people of color first, please. Thank you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Got it. Yes, he sure did. Um, Also, in December of 2013, speaking of Barack Obama, he appoints her, uh, Billie Jean King, and openly gay ice hockey player Caitlin Cahal to represent the U.S. at the 2014 Winter Olympics in Sochi, Russia. Um, This was, like, a very clear uh, move to Mm -hmm. show support for gay rights because there was a lot of controversy around it at those Olympics because Russia is very... um, anti-LGBTQ. So it was very purposeful. Now, she ended up not being able to go. She had to drop out because her mother was sick. Um, And actually, her mother ends up passing away um, on the day of the opening ceremonies. Mm. So she didn't go, but she was named to it, which was cool. Yeah. Um, in 2014, she founds the Billie Jean King Leadership Initiative, which is a nonprofit dedicated to addressing the critical issues required to achieve diverse, inclusive leadership in the workforce. Great. 
2017, they make a movie about the Battle of the Sexes. Um, Emma Stone plays her, and Steve Carell plays Bobby Riggs. You know, I've never seen that, but I bet the two of them are delightful. Yeah, I haven't seen together. it either, but I remember like when it came out, and I'm just that is very fun movies, casting yeah, for that, right? Um, in 2018, she serves as the Grand Marshal for the New York City Pride Parade March. Yes. Um, and, okay, I found this really interesting. So, Billie Jean, along with her partner, um, they become minority owners of the L.A. Dodgers baseball team in, in 2018. They're also um, part owners of the Los Angeles Sparks, which is, if you guys don't know, a WNBA team. Um, and then in October of 2020, they become part of the ownership of Angel City FC, which is a women's professional uh, soccer club. Love that for them. Yeah. Um, and they are actually, they got married on October 18th, 2018 in a secret ceremony. And they were married by the New York City, uh, former New York City mayor, David Dinkins, which I found <laughs> interesting. That's but th- fun. But they've been together for a long time. Yeah. Um. In 2019, the Billie Jean King Main Library opens in Billie Jean's hometown of Long Beach, California. thought that was interesting. Um, in 2020, she becomes the first woman to have a major sporting event named after her. Um, the Fed Cup is renamed the Billie Jean King Cup. That's amazing. Um, yeah. In 2021, she publishes her autobiography called All In. Um, and also in 2021, she's honored with Sports Illustrated's uh, Muhammad Ali Legacy Award, rightfully wow. so. Uh-huh. Um, and in 2022, she performed the coin toss at the Super Bowl um, in celebration of the 50th anniversary of Title IX, which I remember. It's amazing. I watched. Very cool. And that's what I've got on Billie Jean King. I mean, she's still out there doing it all, mm-hmm. um, but she made a lot of changes. What a cool woman. Women in sports and yeah. Again, there was a lot more in terms of her like playing accomplishments, but mm-hmm. we would have been here forever if I would have tried yeah. to list them. All. Uh, and, uh, and at a certain point, those are all just like and a trophy and mm-hmm. a trophy and a trophy. She and a won trophy. a whole bunch of trophies. Mm-hmm. We love her. We love. She's Billie well Jean. decorated. So that's Billie Jean, and that's that was a fun one. Pride Month. Happy Pride. Yeah. We did it. For the girls and the gays. <laughs> For the girls and the gays. <laughs> All right. Well, I don't know what we're doing next. I don't know. Me either. <laughs> um, and that was a quick one. So uh, mm-hmm. sorry if it was too short. But there was, you know, again, like it would have been all just listing trophies. And I did, <laughs> didn't want to sit here and do that for 20 minutes. Yeah. So. Um, but I hope everybody liked that one. Um yeah, we'll we'll need some suggestions for future episodes if if anybody has those. Um, I mean, we do have a list, but we're always interested to hear new ideas. Um, so if you have suggestions for future topics, you can email us at rememberthatpod at gmail.com. Um, you can also find us on Instagram at rttpod. And we would love it if you would leave us a rating and review wherever you listen to this podcast. And if you would like to find me on the internet, I am at the real Anna Webb. And I'm at ACW Nerdfighter. Woohoo! All right, folks. Well, happy Pride. Happy Pride. Donate to your local organizations and yes. or someone to organizations in like Florida and Texas. 
Um, yes. Trans organizations especially need our support this Pride. Um, yes. Find find some way to give back to the community, please, and thank you. Yes. Happy Pride. Happy Pride. And <laughs> until next time. Remember that time. Thank you.